Hello, welcome to Joy News at 6. News is live on Joy 99.7 FM and hits 103.9 FM in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Volta Premier and Kekeli FM Ho and Menuveve Aflao and Lolonyo FM. Lolonyo. Now get radio, TV, and online content on the MyJoyOnline.com interactive app for Android and iOS devices. Coming up, World Health Organization expresses concern about the mass exodus of Ghanaian nurses and doctors to foreign lands in search of greener pastures. That we are losing uh, not just health workers, but we are losing the experienced health workers for quote-unquote greener pastures. Also, EC refused claims it will disenfranchise voters with its refusal to disenfranchise the registration process, assuring there will be much extensive registration in 2024. We wish to assure the good people of Ghana that we have their best interests at heart. We do not, and I repeat, we do not intend to disenfranchise eligible voters. In business. Government set to roll out three additional trade centers around the world to support Ghana's non-traditional exports. More on the Joy Business Report. And later, from adversity to triumph, an agri-businessman refuses to succumb to the unprecedented challenges of COVID-19. The decision wasn't easy. What happens is, it means every now and then you need to bring people back to train and a whole lot. But I didn't lose them because they realized that I was there for them. I am Amir Sinyamiche Thompson. Please stay for details. And in our first story, the World Health Organization, WHO, has expressed worry over the mass exodus of Ghanaian health professionals in search of greener pastures. At least 3,000 registered nurses and midwives have left the country to Europe and the USA last year. The WHO representative to Ghana, Professor Francis Casolo, says immediate steps must be taken to mitigate the impact on Ghana's fragile health system. And this discussion is really about... How can we contribute to retaining health workers within the country? Or if they go, how can we get external capacity to come and build the same capacity that has left? So that discussion has to take place. And this is what we are saying, that the, the retaining health workers in your community is not just a government responsibility, it's also a community responsibility. Also, former Vice-Chancellor of the University of Health and Allied Sciences, Professor Fred Binker, says more health trainees must be recruited to fill up the numbers leaving the country. We can fill the Accra Sports Stadium tomorrow just by one announcement, okay? All we need to do is that there are certain requirements that we're not making people to get into the training schools. One, government's official cutoff point is 25, but nobody has ever entered training school at 25. By 20, you, are, you can't find a place. Two, we don't have too many lecturers. So I have been proposing long ago that go to the US, go to United Kingdom, go to Canada, sit down and say, hey, each of these countries, we need 50 of your best lecturers. You will pay for them. They will come here and they will help us to train our, our people who want to be trained. Some will go, some will stay. 
Meanwhile, fellow with the Center for Democratic Development, CDD, Kwame Sabong Isiedu, is urging government to prioritize research and data-driven decision-making in the health sector. He spoke at a public lecture organized by Joy News and various professional bodies on the theme, Down Memory Lane 1993 to Present, Has This Democracy Delivered a Health Dividend for Ghanaians? We find a government commencing building of new health facilities when the previous facilities started by the previous government remain uncompleted. How have we as citizens become so divided and supine that we fail to stand up when things like this happen, knowing very well that the main driver of such schemes is procurement and sometimes sleaze? This is a major contributor to the waste we see in our health infrastructural projects and perhaps a major contributor to why health inputs yield marginal outcomes. You heard research fellow with the Center for Democratic Development, Kwame Sepong Esiedu. Away from health, the Electoral Commission's chairperson, Jen Mansour, is refuting assertions the commission will disenfranchise many eligible voters over its refusal to conduct a limited registration exercise at electoral areas. The EC has come under intense pressure from the NDC and some CSOs to open up the process, but it has refused. Speaking at a news conference Monday, Jen Mansour explained there's no effort by the commission to marginalize voters. It is important to note that this will not be the only registration exercise before the 2024 election. In line with our plans to promote an inclusive participatory registration process, we plan to institute continuous registration in all our district offices nationwide in 2020 for a considerable length of time. Meanwhile, Senior Programs Officer for CDD, Paul Abrampa Mensah, says the EC's explanation does not resolve the core issues plaguing the exercise. Uh, so it is an exercise that you will do everything as a commission to rip up people's enthusiasm to get involved and to register. But for you to even say that, yes, uh, probably you understand that people may not be able to register at this time and you're going to do a mop-up, but a mop-up is targeted for the presidential elections. Then you are so emphasizing the fact of neglect of the little level elections and they confirm the apathy level that that's now the next level we all have so it, it, it does not solve the problem going forward senior programs officer for cdd paul abram permensa there now, the Upper West Regional offices are grappling with a dire situation as the Dolly Dam Bridge has not only submerged sections of its highways but cut off paths to other areas faced with this crisis. Regional Minister Hafiz bin Saleh has expressed his frustration, noting that the ongoing rainy season is worsening damage to the region. I was uh, absolutely shattered when I got there because uh, uh, it was beyond what uh, I had envisaged. The magnitude of damage was huge. Sooner than later, measures will be put in place to remedy the situation. But uh, let's be sincere with one another. The period in which we are is the peak period of the rainy season. So it will be very difficult for uh, an immediate solution to be found. Now, instead of bowing to the pressure of layoffs and uncertainty in the COVID period, an agribusinessman made a compassionate choice. He decided to stand by his workers, holding on to hope and teamwork as they navigated the storm together. The following report delves into the hope story of Davis Kobo. The father, you take my rights away. 
In the agribusiness sector, Davis Covell is a name synonymous with exporting quality produce, including mangoes, rice, and yams to the UK, the US, various European nations, and more recently, Russia. He was the national best farmer in 2009 and has won several other accolades in his field. Uh, Agri is a business. You don't, you don't just produce to feed the society. It's demand-driven. You go out to look and know what is that the market is looking for and strike a deal. Davis is one of 22 children. Born to a prominent chief in Somania in the eastern region, he developed the wit and grit for entrepreneurship at an early age. So you see the synthesis runabout, the one at the uh, North Kanishi. All the pillars were about the, the terrible pillars I did it. Because at that time we needed money. Work was running smoothly until the COVID-19 pandemic struck, bringing with it unprecedented challenges. But here's where Davies stood apart, full of empathy and a commitment to his team. He made a courageous decision. Instead of layoffs, Davies chose to sacrifice and stand by his workers, even though his business teethered on the brink of a shutdown. The decision was easy. What happens is, it means every now and then you need to bring people back to train and a whole lot. But I didn't lose them because they realized that I was there for them. You heard the story of Davis Coe in today's edition of Stories of Hope. We Gregory Botte Newman, who goes by the stage name King Promise, has been crowned the best male West Africa act at the 10th edition of the African Music Magazine Awards. Held over the weekend in the United States, the Terminator hitmaker beat other African musicians like Black Sharif, Adekule and others to claim this coveted award. Shoutouts to the fans, everybody we vote. Ghana to the world, Africa to the world. Shouts to Afrima. Kaboom! And you had King Promise there bringing us to the end of this bulletin in our top story. World Health Organization expresses concern about the mass exodus of Ghanaian nurses and doctors to foreign lands in search of greener pastures. Business is next on the Super Morning Show.